I start, and most of the time I end also. <laughs> it's, it's really an exciting time, I think, because everywhere you go, there's such a hunger for the things of God. We really want to meet God. We want to see God move and experience His presence. I, I've, I've, I'm sure it's where I come from. Ubel and Hella were from Holland. Six years ago, God called us to start the Victory Church. He gave us the name. And I think he gave it to us because when we have difficulties, he remembers us that we have always the victory. Always. He always gives us the victory. He always gives you the victory. Whatever you're going through, know that he will give you the victory. I came from depression. I came to the Lord. I didn't go to a church. I want nothing to do with the gospel. I almost hated it. But I got in depression for eight years, real severe depression. I didn't come out. I didn't eat. I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. I did every sort of therapy. I go to the psychiatrist. I Medicines, nothing helped. I, when I read Mark 5 about the women with the blood issue, I felt like her. She spent all her money on doctors and nothing helped. It gets getting worse. So after eight years, I didn't want to live anymore. I tried to end my life, but then Jesus came. It always touches me. And that's why I'm so excited. You know, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And let nobody take your freedom. Be excited. Don't, don't let them steal your expression. Raise your arms. Shout for Jesus. He is worth it. I decided to go for him all the way. I did go all the way the wrong way. Now I come all the way the right way. And nobody is going to stop me. You have to decide that. So I'm so thankful that he saved me. I'm so thankful. Every time I go up here, I was the least of all you would expect here. I didn't go to a birthday. I was so afraid I couldn't drink a cup of coffee. I didn't go out. And you know Jesus has a plan. And he doesn't look at the outside. He doesn't look at your background. He doesn't look where you come from. No, he has a plan and he puts it inside of you. And then he comes into your life and he calls out the things he puts inside of you. They come in seed form. And I'm here to tell you that it's going up. Things are coming out. Do you believe it? Yes. It's exciting. It's what the ladies told here before. Because people are waiting and waiting for God to move. And God is waiting for his church to move. Because he said, I have done all. It's done. It's finished. Now you go. And I will be with you when you go. And I will confirm the word that you preach with signs and wonders. We don't have to run after signs and wonders. No, the signs and wonders run after us. I shout, I'm sorry, I'm from the Netherlands. <laughs> People say, no, we're not like that. Too late, you're an alien, you're born again, you're a new creature. It's time to be fearless. 
It's time to be fearless and to be bold. The world is bold. And the church is like, oh no, don't do it too loud. Just in the corner, praying tongues. It's time that we will be bold again, like Jesus. Okay, I'm the only one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I'm bigger inside than I look outside. And you are too. There's something in you, the Holy Spirit, who is all the time, I think he's in us like, okay, there we go. And we're like, oh no. He's like the the turbo. Okay. But I believe, thank you, Father, for your word. That your word is life and spirit. That it strengthens us. That it brings healing. That it's things that bothers us. That it will clear the way. Hallelujah. I believe for that your Holy Spirit move in this place. That, it, that you touch our heart. Even the hidden parts, Lord. That we hide. That we are afraid of to show. The hidden rooms. The rooms where we put off stuff that nobody wants to see. But we know that you see it and you love us all the same. But you want to come in dead places and bring life. Life to overflow. And I thank you for it. I thank you that you bring life to the abundance. Overflow. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it's a good place. I know... I want you to tell you that the Lord is pleased with you. He's really pleased. You are really faithful, you too. The Lord said you have been faithful all the time. In good times, in difficult times. So expect the things you have in your heart. The desires you kept in your heart all those years. It's time. It's time. Call them in. Keep your expectant high. He doesn't overlook you. The work you've done, the things you have done, he's a rewarder. So be encouraged today. Hallelujah. He is so good. He gives us words. You know, when you have difficult times, there's always a word that he speaks into your life. There's always a word. Like Joseph, he had a dream, but the dream hold on to Joseph also. So we have dreams in our hearts. And God says, come up higher. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We think, oh, this is big. But God never asks us to do anything that we can do. I know, you know Amy McPherson? I, I like to read about those things because it encouraged me. She was a woman in 1921 and God told her to build an angelic temple or something and she goes to the man who builds it and she said I have $500 he said that's just enough to dig the hole she said you dig the hole and God will fill it up that's bold faith but you know when God called you to do something he will supply because it's his, his plan. I'm sorry if I don't, sometimes I pronounce things different. But 
You can't speak Dutch, so. <laughs> I always speak better English than you speak Dutch. Okay. <laughs> you can laugh, you can shout, you can. I love it. I jump in. I like, because when you are dead and you have years lived in your prison, you're so glad. So you're not in a service like, oh. no, you're like, yeah. Oh, yes, I'm alive. I'm alive. You know, when people look at you, I looked at people that did go to church and I thought, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm doing fine. But so people don't hear our scriptures. They look at you and they see something they like. When he worked at school, everybody was like, why are you always happy? Always a smile on your face. And not uh, uh, that you have to do it, but it comes from the inside out. People see it. And, and students in his class were looking on the internet. Oh, it's him. Yes, it's him. He's preaching. Yes, it's him. People are more open than you think. Far more open. When you... Ask people, can I pray for you? 90% says yes. Really? We saw in our living room a woman, she came in like this and she got out like this. In one minute. Open ears, open. In our living room, cup of coffee, Jesus is in the room. And he's the same. But it comes from our heart and not from our mind. And sometimes we go out and we're standing for a person and we're like, oh, I don't feel anointed. Where are the angels playing the violins? <laughs> Where are the white, the prophets? When I was in a store and it rains and I didn't feel anointed at all. And I was standing behind a lady and I saw her hands and her hands were red and open and And the Lord said, I want you to pray for her, but I'm not in the shop. I'm doing groceries. No, I don't feel anointed. No, I, I don't look at her. Just look away. But I saw her hands. So I thought, okay, hell, I go for it. So I went to the lady. I said, can I, do you know Jesus? I'm more like I throw myself in so I can't go back. Do you know Jesus? That's the best way because my knees were shivering. My head was all red. And so I thought, okay, I'm more like, okay, I jump in and then I see what I. So I said, do you know Jesus? And I thought she would say no, but she said, yes. <laughs> okay, that was not my, okay. So I said, but do you know that he heals? No. So I said, can I pray for you? But she thought that I would pray for her at home. So there she went with her little So I thought, oh, no, you're not going to get away now. I've done too much now to let you go. So I went behind her, outside the door, grabbed her hands, and started to pray. And I said, you feel it, huh? I thought, I speak by faith. And she was like, and everybody was in the queue by the bank. They were all like, but I was, I'm, I'm ready now. So come on. <laughs> but you have to throw yourself in. It's never the good time. You feel never, that's the time. 
But it's always the time when you see somebody in need and the Holy Spirit is, come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. We're believers. We are the anointed ones. We are anointed. We are anointed to set the captives free, to break out the prisons, to heal the sick, to raise the lame. But we have to see it. You have to see yourself doing it. That's why you have to speak it for yourself. So you can see it. I, I, I put my name in it. Hella goes out. Yeah, because I make it personal. We have always people who we think, well, he brought us so-and-so. Oh, he's doing it really well. But I'm not like that. I was so shy. He knows. But when God's spirit comes, you're a different person. Like Peter, he denied Jesus three times. But when the Holy Spirit came and he, he received power, he was a different man. We are different. We are not the old man. We are a new creature. And that's the thing we have to plant. You are not the old one. You are the new one. And it's time that we stand up in new life. And that we see in the word who we are. Jesus spent time with the Father. He knew who he was. So when we worship, I love to worship, when it's the presence of God. You know, we have prayed about things. And God says, now it's time to worship. Worship me. You know, when you worship, you declare who he is and what he can do. You make him bigger than the problem. That's what worship you. And he takes his, he comes in the worship. He takes his position there. Sometimes people say, well, we don't sing welcome Holy Spirit or you're welcome here. And we didn't that for a while, but I thought about it. I'm here, but you could welcome me. Or you could say, oh, she's here. She's here. Oh, but, but she's here. But if you say, Hella, you're really welcome here. You can do what you want to do. You can speak what you want to speak. That's different. And that's with the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit, we think the Holy Spirit is grieved when we do something wrong. But the Holy Spirit is grieved when we don't take notice of him. When we don't allow him to do the things he wants to do through us. That grieves him more than, than we make some mistake or we do something wrong. He's ignored for too long. And he's a person. He's the person who came to earth and Jesus said, it's far more better than I go to the Father. Because the Holy Spirit can come. And the Holy Spirit is here. And he wants to do the works of Jesus through you. He will do the same thing when Jesus was, if Jesus was here. Some people say, I wish Jesus was here. He is here in the form of the Holy Spirit. He will do the same thing. But we have to transform our thoughts. That's the biggest issue. When I came to Jesus, I stopped with therapy immediately. Because the Lord laid it on my heart. But the biggest thing I had to do was renew my mind. 
And that's the thing we have to do, to see who we really are. And we can be fearless. Boldness comes from knowing him. Boldness doesn't come when you shout the loudest, but boldness comes when you're in his presence. You know that you are so loved. You know everything he is giving you. You go bold out because you know the one who is with you and in you. That's made for me, it was so great. I was always afraid. And now he says, Hella, I have a plan for you. I put you in front of a church. And I want you to speak. The first time, my knees were... <laughs> but we have big uh, white trousers then. So I thought, no, I thought, oh, everybody sees my knees. <laughs> because you really... But this, this is the message I want to say to you. It's time to stretch out. It's time to stepping over. Okay. I want to see what I want to say, what really lays on my heart. Hallelujah. It's time to step out. We go to Mark. Let's use the Bible. <coughs> Mark 3. It always goes differently. But I want to encourage you. I know he's pleased with you. Thank you. And we have seen, I'm healed from depression. His nephew is healed from autism. We saw the great miracles of God. But I also saw that a miracle, we had the lady who was in our living room. She was really bent over like this, you know. And she, she was healed instantly and never came back. <laughs> we thought, wow. We were like... Oh, my gosh. And she straightened up, did go out the door, never seen her again. A wonder doesn't sustain you. Many people follow Jesus, but not everybody was his disciple. And God wants people close to him. You know, it's the most important thing that we, when we got up, we tune our spirits in contact with him. And don't walk out of it. Stay in the spirit. We sometimes think church is spiritual. We go out and we do normal life. No. It's the same. It's the same. Mark 3. I think. If I have the right one. Yeah. Jesus, Mark 3, 1, he said, He entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But he kept silent. It's terrible, huh? And when, they had, when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts. 
And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Here was a man with a withered hand. Or you are born with it or it's damaged. You can't do something. But Jesus asked something of him that he couldn't do. And I feel in my spirit that God is challenging us to stretching out to do things that are dormant in us. To do the things we think we cannot do. Because when he says it, we can do it. The man could have said, Jesus, but I have a withered hand. You see that? I can't stretch it out. But he did what Jesus said. And that's the same with us. I think there are things in your heart. I believe they're stirring up right now. Things you have put aside because you think, I can't do that. And today I want to tell you that Jesus said, you can do it. In his ability. But we have to stretch out. We have to go beyond what we ever did. We have to step out the boat. We have to be out of our chairs. The sitting is over. The sitting is over. The sitting is over. We have big heads sometimes. Too much knowledge. But now it's time to get to do the things. Really, people are waiting. People of the world, I was waiting for a solution. People in the outside are not interested in which church you go. They are looking for a solution. My sister-in-law, she came to me to tell me about Jesus. And she said, Hella, for two hours you sat like this. And she was telling about Jesus. <laughs> because if you have therapy, it's all about talk. So I was like... Then she said, my God can heal you. And then I thought, okay, this is a different sound. And she said, can I pray for you? And I said, yes, because I thought, okay, then she stops. <laughs> Let it on. Get it over with. Pray for me. And she laid hands on me. And I felt it's difficult to put it in words. But somebody said, it's liquid love. And that moment, I knew Jesus Christ is alive. It's real. There came a revelation. And it never has gone away. And that keeps me going and going and going. Sometimes when it's difficult, I go back to the time he came into my life. This is a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me and the cross before me. The world behind me and the cross before me. The world behind me and the cross before me. And there's no turning back. There's no turning back. No turning back. We call it a quality decision. When we have issues, we take a quality decision. And we say, we don't step over that line again. 
it's behind us, no turning back. When we had strife, when we came to the Lord, we've married after a while. I've told it Friday, I never want to marry. I said, I never marry. Never. God turns your life upside down. <laughs> so we married now. But um, when the first time, because when you live in the world, I don't know how it's here, women usually take the lead. With us, it was. Because I was depressed and fear leads his life. So I was more the one who was leading. So everything has to change. And we had strife in the beginning. But when we made the decision, we allow no strife in our house. We take a quality decision. Things started to change. You have to make a stand. And then things will change. And it's this. So I just I want to give you also opportunity to say something. But <laughs> he's used to it. He's used to it. But I want to, to I think, I want to really say something about the time we're living in. And I have the Passion Translation. And I want to give you a word from oh, Song of Solomon. With which I think is really the time we're living in. And we have seen great things, but I'm also in church. We had a man who was taking 16 pills a day. 16 pills a day. He had what they called ADHD. I don't know if how you call it here. Okay. He was taking 16 pills a day. He came to me, oh, by the way, I stopped. I didn't know how many pills he was taking. He's free from those pills. Nobody has prayed for him. But it's the word of God that sets you free. When you receive it, there's power in the word. Really, there's power in the word of God. There's power in us. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in us. Sometimes I think we have, God has to shake us. Because we're in church and we say it. Okay, I'm more like, okay. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Hey. No. When you say it again, it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We don't have a, a, a spirit of fear or a timid spirit. We have a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That was my medicine. I, had a, I have a, a paper with three scriptures on it. Because when I got healed, the fear was not gone immediately. And I had to step out on Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid. Don't look around. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my right hand. I went in buses like that. I've, I've never been in buses for 10 years. And I said, Lord, I go on your word. And there was a lady sitting next to me. And I looked at her shoe and they're standing victory. And I imagine that God, oh, there she goes, my daughter. Hello, you go. I sent angels with you. He's excited. Our God is not a timid, quiet, silent God. He laughs. He sings over us. Do you know he sings? 
Psalm 32, he says, he sings songs of deliverance over you. So I sing freedom over you. I sing life over you. I sing health over you. Oh, you can be excited, more excited at that. My gosh. I'm Dutch. You know, the Dutch are like, oh, you have got to be normal. Do, oh, please be normal. Don't be too cool. Be normal. I'm done with that. I'm not Dutch. No, I'm a citizen from heaven. Uh, you know, people say those kinds of things. Oh, I don't like that kind of. Well, that's too, too bad. <laughs> Because I'm not going to let me stop. I've been in, too, in prison too long. I've been in prison too long, held by the devil, in fear. I want to die. I, I take my pills. He found me. It was over. I thought he was going to move, get himself a new friend. And that's what the devil does. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's why the church has to go up. And be bold and be fearless. Because he's going around, still doing things, still stealing people. And it makes me mad. And you, uh, uh, madness, not... To, uh, but I, I hate sickness. I hate the devil. And I hate the works that he's done. And that's a, a, a holy, holy anger. So forgive me if I'm too loud. Forgive me if I'm too, but you know, if you've been in prison, nobody puts you back again. And there's too many people waiting for you who are in prison, bound by all kinds of stuff. Waiting for the, the Christians to stand up, who know who they are. And not afraid. The biggest lie is that what you think, what would people think? Well, they think it something, something anyway. I was a pleaser. I tried to please everybody. And believe me, you can't. So I'd rather please him. Hallelujah. When he's pleased with me and my husband, that's fine. And I have a few friends. Praise God. Who love me for my shouting and my... <laughs> Jesus shouted also. He shouted, everyone who is thirsty, come to me. He did, everyone who is thirsty, come to me. <laughs> if you want, if you feel like it, if it's the right time, I come back tomorrow if you want. <laughs> oh, you don't feel, oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, so, oh, yes. Father, we have a problem. No. He said, he shouted, everyone who is thirsty, come to me. And now the world is loud and the church is quiet. Sit, sitting next to a car, boom, 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 boom. And we're like, not too loud. Just be normal. You're the happy clappy church. Oh, yes, we are. 
I'm sorry. If you don't want me again, it's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> Marcus. Okay, it's okay. I'm never like this. You do, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm at home here. I'm, and it's different. When I sit here, I'm different than I step out. And it's the same. You step into something. You step into your anointing. And it makes you a different person. Like I said, I couldn't drink a cup of coffee. When somebody asked me something, I was red like a, a beet. I was and now God says, okay, Hella, but I have a plan. And he has a plan for every one of us. And he doesn't have, well, you know, I have a little plan. Yeah, for you, I have a little small plan. No. He has big plans. He has something that's I want. I hope I, I bring it over. I, I want to pull you out of your thing where you're in and, and that you're stepping over, that you do the things he lay in your heart and, and you think, oh, I can't do that. Oh, what would people think? Oh, when I lay my hands on them, they won't recover. Yes, the word said they will recover. I can't heal. I have to lay my hands on the sick. That's all. We have seen, we went to hospitals. And we have seen people come from the intensive care. We were in the waiting room praying. We've prayed for a little boy who had cancer. He got healed and got baptized. But it was when you go out. Here we got the, the food. But now you have to. Bring it out. Here you got equipped, trained to do the work of the ministry. You have to go out and do the ministry in the marketplace, on your work, on your school. And you will see things happen if you step out. But nothing will happen if you sit down. Oh, God has to move. We're waiting for 30 years, but... No, I think God is in heaven. Jesus, when will they go? <laughs> Come on, send somebody. <laughs> really, and angels are going, they're ministering spirits and we're believing. Yes, my God will supply in all my needs. Oh no, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going back again empty handed. We were on our way. Oh, it's exciting. I know it's exciting. I'm believing for big things because I stir myself up. You know, when it says, Jesus said, come to me, all you are thirsty. And, you know, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But the, the, the text really says, out of your belly will flow rivers of words. So when we speak the words, it clears the way to do for God to do things. That's why we have to speak things first. God said, let there be light. And there was light. In Matthew 8, it said that they healed the sick so it might be fulfilled what was spoken. So when we speak things over this church, over this land, over each other, it might be fulfilled. But we have to speak it. People come to our country and we live in the north and everybody say, well, we really, they're really, um, what they call it, stug. 
harsh, uh, mm -hmm, people, mm, grumpy, they're not. And we said, no, they're not. I'm not going to speak that way over the country where I am. This country is, is ready for God. These people are open. It's what you speak. You don't speak what you see. You speak what God said. That's the difference. Jesus never said what he saw. He said what the Father said. And he did nothing else. So that's why we have to come in his presence. He downloads in us what he wants and we can speak it. But you have to come in his presence first. There's nothing, nothing so good as his presence. I love his presence. I was a bit stubborn. I did everything, shout, yell, dance, but I didn't want to kneel. I'm really open. I'm really honest. Everybody was kneeling. I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No. And a few months ago, said, God said, Hella, I want you to kneel in front of the church. And I was like, oh, no. We are more like, I bow before. <laughs> I bow. But I was okay. And I did kneel. And something broke off me. Sometimes we decided, I'm not going to do that. It's too much. It's not, not, not me. But when you bow for God, there will be break something of you. And I think today some, some of you have, are stuck. And God wants to move you out of that place. Really, he wants to encourage you. But he wants you to get in movement. So I want to pray with you to encourage you. And I will now do this. Sorry, Song of Solomon, Songs of Songs, it says here. And it's 2.10. Um, I will read it quick, but I really think this is the time we're in as a church, as the church in whole. He said, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I've come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. And the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forward. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding finds of new life are, are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance, fragrance of their flowers whispers, there's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove hidden in a split open rock. It was I who took you and hide you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remo remove them for me? We will do it together. I think God wants us to remove 
the little foxes that hinder the relationship. And I think today is a time to get rid of little foxes. So that we get in movement. It can be fear. It can be that you think you're not able to do it. So I really want, if, you, if you're the one who is here who says, well, I'm stuck. I, I, I want to do it, but I, but I can't. I need something. I really want to pray for you. I want to, like God said, let, let us do it together. To remove the little foxes that ruin our relationship, that, that stop you, that hinder you, that bothers you in the night, that speaks to you and, and holds you back. So I'm, if I, is it all right or do you want, okay, you come with me. If there's, there's a song, I don't know if you know it. When I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, into your sanctuary. When I see your face to face, I look upon your countenance and see the fullness of your grace. And all I bow down and say, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of our praise, to you our voice we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. He's awesome in this place. He's awesome in this place. So if you want to come, if you are the one who needs encouragement, please come forward. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm.